Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi there and welcome to today's episode. Uh, I'm going to be getting into a topic which is probably a little bit heavy, um, but it's I'm hoping you'll get a lot out of it. And this is in relation to how to overcome fear that you have around money and finances and shining light on them. And there's five five ways that I'm I believe is is a good way to help you overcome that. And I'm going to go through each of those today and I'll just I'll go through them briefly but first so that you know what's coming. Um, so first one is face it. So shine a light on it. You can't really deal with something unless you actually know what you're dealing with. Um, number two is break it down. So rather than leaving it as this big mammoth of an idea or an imagined idea, let's break it down. Thirdly, prioritize it so that you know what parts of that broken down fear uh, is actually going to move the needle for you most. Then take action because otherwise this is all just theory. You actually then have to start to take action on the bits that you've broken down and prioritized. And then fifthly is to finally is to recognize so we, we always go to the, 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 the last step is often take action, which is important. Like we can't do anything without action, but it's also then important to recognize the movement that we've made and the progress that we've made. So those, those are the five steps. And just a, it's, it's interesting because there's a lot of talk at the moment about recession, um, questions about depressions even, and you know interest rates are obviously still rising and there's, there's a whole lot of fixed interest rate loans that are, that are coming off um, in April and the, the fear that sort of surrounds that as well. And it, it's interesting because um, I'm in a, in a mastermind group um, with Tina Tower called Her Empire Builder and we did a planning day at the end of last year and my word for 2023 is courage. Um, and that was more surrounding business, but also life. And it seems to have been a word I think that's also going to really encompass how we need to approach the the future at the moment. Uh, and not to say that we we don't often need, you know, to be honest, to be an adult. It's, just, it's hard sometimes, especially when you've got a family. Sometimes I sit down and go, oh, my gosh, what happened to that like teenage girl who didn't really, you know, the biggest thing she was worrying about is what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Little did I realize that that was just like a minor question and a whole lot of other, you know, adulting issues that were going to arise, um, especially when you become a parent yourself. So the, the idea of, of having courage uh, was something that sort of I delved into a bit. And, and the actual definition of it is the ability to do something that frightens you. Um, so there's this concept of fear that comes into it as well. And then years ago, I went to a, a John Martini workshop and he defined fear in a way that have stuck with me since. And it's future events appearing real. And a lot of the, well, if you think of childhood and when we go back to childhood and we spend a lot of our time in imagine, in an imaginary world or imagination, um, I was an only child or am an only child. So, of course, you know, I spent a lot of time in my imagination um, and I was also a bit of a daydreamer as well. <laughs> I used to get quite a lot of trouble for that at school. And um, so when you when you think of, you know, we're, we, we grow up with the concept of imagination. So, of course, fear is just sort of a, a grown up extension of that because we imagine something that could happen. But if it does, 
we could deal with it when it does, but it might not happen as well. So it's it's this really, you know, it's a, it's a tussle, it's an inner tussle, but it really, really starts to impact us when there's things like money that are going to really affect our lives. So I wanted to delve into that a little bit more in this episode. Um, and so I'll, I'll start to break down each of those five things that I mentioned earlier. So facing it, shining a light on it, it's really, really important. I'm going to take you back again to childhood. And this is something I've noticed my own daughter. Um, You know, she's afraid of the dark, although she loves going out at night when it's dark. So there's anyway, there's a whole different sort of sense of, of excitement about that. But the concept of bedtime and being in darkness, which is why there's often night lights and things around. But when you, you see darkness and you think, oh my gosh, there's a monster under my bed or there's a monster in the dark. As soon as you turn the light on, you realize there is no monster. It was shadows or it was perception. Same thing goes for a lot of fears, especially around money. We think, well, I can't face it. It's just too hard. It's too overwhelming. The, pro- the thing is though, you shine a light on it, you take a look at it. It might not be as bad as you think, but even if it is, the rest of the, the strategy that I'm going to talk about will actually help you deal with it. Because if we don't face it, we don't know what we're dealing with. So that's really the first thing. So if you've been putting off looking at your superannuation or getting a will or looking at your spending um, or understanding, you know, you don't want to tap into your kids' pocket money anymore to pay for things, you really need to start to actually look at your finances. And you don't have to do everything all at once, which is where I'm going with number two, which is break it down. So have a look at what it is that's probably, you're thinking probably everything in your finances, but this is where I use my five money pillars to focus on things. It makes it a lot easier when you just pick one to start with. So the five money pillars I go through in my program is uh, income. So is income an issue? If it is, and that's a priority, then we look at income first. Um, the next pillar I have is spending. It could be spending for you. You might be, you know, I, I can't do anything about my income or I, I, it's, it's too hard to do anything about that right now, but I can do something about spending. So we'll break it down and we'll look at the spending side of things. Saving is another thing. Once you start to get some of your spending a bit more under control, you're like, okay, well, there are certain things that I know, you know, like it might have um, school fees or there's birthdays or there's Christmas or there's a holiday. And I know, I know I need to save for those. I don't want to, I don't want to dig into any, any savings or, um, you know, I want to be able to pay for it. I don't want to put it on credit. Then there's investing. If you're thinking, oh, I really need to get stuck into to the investing side of things. And this includes superannuation as well and optimizing your super and looking more at wealth building, then maybe that's an area you need to focus on if the other areas are perhaps a bit too hard, although investing is a little bit more on the side of you can you can maybe start to do some micro investing to start with. But if you want to really get stuck into it, you probably need to have some of those other pillars um, a little bit sorted first. And then the fifth pillar I have is is legacy. So we've got like five steps within five steps here. Um, but the legacy aspect is related to estate planning and wills and also giving back. There's, there's sort of a various components to that. But without um, breaking it down, it's very hard to know. Like if you think of all of that all at once, you'd be like, oh my God, I can't deal with it all. But take one step at a time. So let's just break it down to spending because that's probably a big one at the moment, especially with inflation, um, a lot of costs going up. 
If you're a business owner, then if you can raise your rates, if you can't because of other things, if you've got the the, the price of inputs, if you're if you're a product based business, you'll be seeing those go up as well. Um, perhaps you're seeing clients dropping off because they can't afford your services. So there's a whole whole b- bunch of things going in with how you can then deal with spending and looking at ways, excuse me, to streamline things. So that's maybe you then go, okay, I'm just going to focus on spending. I'm going to have a look at my last few bank statements. Um, You can even delve even deeper within that and go, I'm going to look at all the insurances I have because we all have quite a few insurances and even inside super as well. And what a lot of people don't realize is that you can even flex your insurances inside your super because whatever premiums you're paying are reducing your superannuation balance, which is going to be money you have in retirement. So it's important to, to actually have a look at some of these. And once and the thing is, once you've done it, you can then go, oh, yay, that's great. Done that. Let's move on to the next one. And bit by bit. You can get through that, but just start with, you know, looking, you might look at groceries and then focus just on the groceries for a moment. Then you could look at insurances. Then you could look at transport costs. Uh, maybe you can carpool a bit more. I know we've been doing that a bit with my daughter's school. There's a few of us where, you know, we're all heading in the same direction at the same time every day. Um, so we've been, you know, we've been um, carpooling with our kids. So, we've, you know, a few of us, are, we take multiple kids at a time and, um, and that just works really well. It saves you time, but it also saves you fuel. Um, so things like that. So break it down is number two. Once you've got an idea of the broken down steps, and we're not actually doing anything here yet. We're just we're just like thinking and, and, and planning. So once you've broken it down, then you can start to prioritize it. You go, all right, what do I want to deal with first? Do I want to look at groceries first, the cost of groceries, or do I want to look at um, insurances? Insurances might be a quick one. Because if you've got your insurances, most of like your car, um, home contents, um, though, if you've got those three with the same provider, you can you can look one phone call to your provider to try and see how you can tweak your your premiums um, is done in one phone call. Then you could tackle health insurance. Then you can look at your personal insurances if you've got like life insurance and total permanent disability inside your super or outside super. So you can do some of those. Groceries, you could then look at different ways that you shop. You can make sure that you are shopping to what's special. So you can have a look at there's online sites now that have all of the weekly catalogs. When they're out, you can have a look through each of them and you can start to shop that way. Shop more at cheaper um, supermarkets, perhaps like Aldi. You can look at food co-ops. There are different co-ops in different areas around. I know there's a few in the area I live in. Uh, there's even places like Costco where you buy more in bulk. Um, which I've been investigating myself and to be honest, I'm actually quite liking it. Um, you do spend a bit more up front, but then the food just lasts a lot longer. So there's different. So that's breaking it down and then prioritizing it. Then comes the step of actually doing it. So I've sort of spoken about that a little bit um, already, but steps one, two, and three are literally just thinking and sitting it and just writing. Just get a pen and paper and write it. If you if you want to, if you're on the go and you want to put some notes in your phone, do that as well. Um, but then you actually have to start to do stuff. Like you have to call the insurance company. You look on some comparison websites if you're looking for health insurance. You can contact. You could even go do like um, a shop at. At, um, if somebody you know has a Costco membership and you just want to go with them just to see what it is and then make a little bit of a day of it because it's they're not always in the area that you're possibly in either. Um, but just start to, to actually take some action and you're going to need to consistently do that for a, even just a few weeks. Then you can start to see some changes as well. And then that sense of empowerment 
It's so motivating. And so you'll be like, yes, I feel like I'm actually doing something here that's moving the needle that I can control my life. And wow, it's actually not that bad looking at my finances. I don't feel so afraid of it anymore because it's no longer this faceless monster in the dark. It's actually something that you're shining a light on, that you're taking control and you're not making it into a bigger issue than it really needs to be. Because this is the other thing too. The more we procrastinate about something, especially money, the worse it can, or the bigger of an issue that it can get. So, you know, the insurance premiums will just keep building on themselves every year. The bills will still keep coming in. The groceries, it'll just, it'll just start to compound. So it's actually really better for you to start as soon as you possibly can looking at these things. And I realize school holidays are coming up, so your, your spare time is probably a little bit more limited. But you can start to do the thinking part. Start writing some of your ideas down. Just do that. Take some of the ideas that I'm, I'm giving you now, write them down, and then when the school goes back, start making those phone calls. And they don't even take that long. I, I usually spend about 30, sometimes 40 minutes on the phone with my insurance company each year. That's it. In a 12-month period, I'm sure you can manage, even if it, oh, I don't think it'd take an hour anyway, but even if you can do that, I spent some time on the phone with my, my mobile phone provider to change my plan. That took, eh, probably took a bit longer than I had hoped it would, about 40 minutes, but still, it's ended up saving me hundreds of dollars every year by me changing my plan. So it's, it's, it's a really useful exercise to do. And then once you've done it, the sense of relief and accomplishment actually really is, it's, it's motivating. Um, and then so step number five, which is the final one, is recognize. So then actually go back and have a look and go, wow, here's my, here's my list. Because having a list then makes it easier to go back and, and check what you've done. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I did that. And I saved. And if you want to, I would also recommend putting down how much money you saved. Because then you can even go, if it's a cause of tension in the family, especially, you know, um, partners, they, they can be this, oh, well, you spend too much. Well, hang on a minute. Look at everything that we've done now. We've done this, this, and this. We've saved this much money. And we're going to put this now towards, and then you can reassign that money. So you can assign it to maybe some uh, increase some of your, your mortgage payments. You can put some money aside to do some, some micro investing. You can put some money aside for your kids, for, your, for their future if you wanted to, or you can start saving for a holiday, but get that, use that money. Don't let it just disappear. Because, <laughs> you know, if we, if we have, if we're used to ha not having it, then just put it away somewhere. Even if you just put it into a high interest bank account, that's not too easy to get to until you figure out what to do with it. But don't just put it in your transaction account. That's just too, too tempting. Um, and then you can go, all right, well, I'm going to put this money in a fund for Christmas presents even. Whatever it is, have a purpose for it because one of the things I've learned over time is anytime you you have spare cash, it just disappears. You'd be like, oh, I deserve, you know, blah, 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 blah. well, yes, you might deserve one special thing as a, you know, you might want to say go for a, ma oh, a massage, I think is, is mandatory self-care, but you might want to go out for dinner one night and have a bit of a splurge, but only do it once because you're, you're, that's a recognition of the task that you set yourself to do. That's not a regular thing, unless you want to try and cut expenses elsewhere to try and make time um, leave finances aside for that kind of lifestyle too so again it also comes back to what's important to you but facing that financial fear and doing something about it is actually really really important it's very empowering as well and it's also really really good for your kids to see and they can even help you with this you know you can if you get the physical um 
uh, catalogs. You could even sit down as a family and go, okay, let's have a look through here and see if we can find our usual grocery items because we're all pretty habitual when it comes to groceries. Um, and let's see what we can find and we'll circle the ones. So you could even turn it into a fun little family exercise and go, all right, we're going to make, you know, a uh, a little fun treasure hunt for us. We're going to turn it into something fun rather than this heavy thing. Of, oh, we can't afford our usual grocery. So we have to like just try and try and make it into something that's not going to be too much of a burden and do it as a family. So the, the children feel like they're contributing as well. So I'll just recap on those five things. One, face it. So shine a light on the fear and actually start to, to look at what the issue is around your finances that you need to, to really start to, to identify. Secondly, break it down. Pick an area of your finances, whether it's earning more income, whether it's um, you know looking at your spending, figuring out how to save better, uh, putting that on order because that that's a real that's, that's helpful. Um, how you want to optimize any investing if you can start some micro investing or maybe do some salary sacrificing into your superannuation, um, and then get a, get a will. <laughs> look at look at getting some something sort of um, legal in place for for your future wishes. So that's breaking it down. Number three then is prioritizing though so you can start you you can write everything down and then just go holy moly this is so much don't let the fear stop you there continue on to prioritize it get a highlighter and just highlight one of them and then you could even break the steps down a little bit more for the one that you've prioritized into action specific action steps then number four is to actually take action actually do something about it so when you're writing down you're like okay i'm going to start shopping more at Aldi or I'm going to use catalogs or I'm going to shop at Costco or I'm going to call my insurance company or I'm going to look at my health insurance, whatever it happens to be, break it down into action steps that you will then do. Check them off the list if you need to <laughs> um, and then go back and recognize it and go, yep, I'm, this is really good. I'm getting this one done. I'm going to go back to, to the break it down list that I did in step two and I'm going to pick the next one and then I'm going to prioritize that and then I'm going to take action. And then you can just keep doing this again and again and again um, until you've gone through the bulk of what you need to do. And before you know it, you're going to get to the phase where like, oh, I have this extra cash here. Mm. Either I can use it to pay down some more personal debt if you've still got personal debt. Um, you could increase some of your mortgage payments if you want to do that, but it's then your choice. You've got some money available to do that and it will take a little bit of effort to get used to this because this then will need to become a habit so if you do this regularly every sort of six months or so then you'll be like oh wow this is really empowering what was that again okay I'm going to go back to these five steps and I can keep doing this over and over and you can even do this in other parts of your life as well this strategy works for other things too exercise you know diet all sorts of things um, but we're focused on money here so use it um, in your money space so I hope you found that helpful in a way to make the fear more tangible and less of an imagined thing that could be bigger um, and less accessible than it than it really needs to be so have a lovely day and if you have any questions please contact me um, you can get me on socials and, or you can email me at support at money-madesimple.com.au enjoy your day